You're listening to Steel Salary Cap Fantasy Football. The one and only podcast dedicated to providing analysis, advice, and entertainment for salary cap fantasy football players. Now, here are your hosts, Tim Kennedy and Sean McGuire. Well, gather round, everybody. It is time once again for the Steel Salary Cap Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Tim Kennedy. I'm here with Sean McGuire. What's up? Well, Sean, you fed me a gyro when I got here today. I did. It was delicious, but I'm now remembering why I don't ever put raw onions on anything. Oh, I'm... <laughs> Wait, am I going to have a uh, a bad experience locked in a small room with you? Uh, no, it's it's actually I'm more concerned about the foam wrapped around my microphone. Like I feel like I'm just oh. a dragon breathing onion fire right Got now. Got it. But uh, other than that, I'm doing great. It's good to be here. We're going to be talking rookie wide receivers today. Oh, are we? We yes, have a lot. We have a lot. We uh, we planned two episodes. We might end up making it three, depending on on how things go today. So uh, we'll see. Should we just jump right in, I, think we, we, I don't think we can even talk. We have to immediately get into it <laughs> to have this not be a five-hour-long podcast. All right. Well, let's do it. Devontae Smith is going to lead us off today. 22-year-old out of Alabama. These are all wide receivers, of course. So I, that's the last time I'll mention that. <laughs> uh, but wow, 1,800 yards, 23 touchdowns last year. Uh, this guy looks amazing to me. I know Blitnikoff you. Blitnikoff and Heisman. Yeah. it's And this is the first uh, receiver Heisman winner in like 29 years or something like a that. Long, it's yeah, been a it's long, been a long time. time. Yeah. So, so, yeah, what do you think, Sean? Well, so I, so I like him. I'm going to start with the negatives, right? Okay. Because we're talking about a guy who just destroyed college football. And so everybody knows that, right? So uh, the the there's two negatives that I've seen height and weight right <laughs> well s- speed he's he's fast but he's not like Jalen Waddle he's 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 not elite in that category right uh but yeah the height's fine uh it's it's the weight it's he's got he's he's listed at he, he didn't even weigh in he had three chances to weigh in by the way he had his his uh, the Senior Bowl and then they had two pro days at at Alabama because they wanted to make Mac Jones look palatable. So they uh, uh, and he How never he weighed really in. Feel? He wouldn't even get on a scale. But right? he told people he weighed one seventy. Yeah, Doesn't that count? I think that means he weighs one sixty. <laughs> so so that's the thing is and let's just presume he's one seventy. By the way, there's all sorts of analytics that basically say a wide receiver really needs to weigh have a, a BMI of twenty six. 27 is ideal or above. Uh, anything below 26 is really hard to be successful. Um, and he is maybe like 22 and a half. Mm. And that's if he weighs 170. Wow. <laughs> so that, there's really, I, I looked long and hard to try to find somebody that um, is like that. Because the question is really, can he survive in the NFL as I see it? Um. And uh, the, um, I think that's just the negative. I'm put the negative out there uh, first. Positives, um, people probably know about this player, but I'll just tell you what what I see is is that he's really strong, especially for his weight. He seems he's like wiry is the word I would use. Um, he's got 
I think the best hands I've seen out of a college football player, um, I, I can think of. I'm looking back, I don't know. Can you think of anybody who's got better hands than that? No, not off the top of my head. Uh, and then I, was, I actually had a question before we got the uh, measurements. I was like, how big are his hands? Because his mitts look huge, right? <laughs> and uh, But maybe just because the, the, he's got normal-sized hands on that tiny body. So, uh, he, But he had a, a 2% drop rate last year, which is – That's insane. Insane. Um, he Not that we get points for it, but he is a willing and capable blocker. He's super tough. Uh, he goes for those extra yards. Uh, if he he'll try to truck somebody, even with uh, whatever he weighs, uh, he he'll give it all every single time. Um, he is super quick. So I watched pretty closely the game that he had against Stingley at LSU, and he won that matchup. But one of them was like a freebie because like Stingley's looking at the sidelines to try to get someone. Some coach is trying to tell him something, so he's looking at the sidelines at the snap of the ball, and he immediately turned back and looked, but. But Smith was already by him. It, like yeah. it, it was a, a millisecond. It was too late. He's that quick. Yeah. Um. He is super competitive at the catch point. Even though he's not big, he uh, does really well on contested catch situations. And then I started thinking about his weight. Let me see what, what you think of this. I'm thinking his weight actually might not be a negative. It might be an asset because when I'm watching how he cuts, he seems to be able to cut faster. And um, it's like every step is like pure acceleration. Um, and so uh, it's just because he's moving less mass. So Yeah. Well, and he's really good at um, that change of speed. I think you mentioned that with one of the running backs we talked about. Like he uses... Uh, Probably de- Michael Carter, yeah. Deceleration and acceleration as another tool right. when he's running routes to just throw guys off. Yeah. And when he does make a break i just he's just exploding out of those breaks like Mm -hmm. he he's nobody's going to be able to keep up with him in that regard so i don't know do you have anything else you want to add about just what you see yeah i mean you've said a lot of it he he has a really high football iq and it's hard that's another one of those terms that gets Mm -hmm. thrown around a lot but he's just a smart football player he knows the situation on the field he does what it takes to pick up the first down if they need one um Outside of that, I think you said everything that I wanted to say, except for this. I didn't take a ton of notes on him. And I was mm-hmm. like, I love this guy. Why did I not take a ton of notes? <laughs> and I think it's like, um, here's an analogy. Right. I'm thinking about buying a Tesla. Okay. And we, you know, nice. uh, our I friend, you know, our friend Frage, who's, yeah. he's been studying cars since he was 13. He just loves them. Right. I said, I'm trying to talk my wife into a Tesla. Right. And his response was, uh, take a test drive with her. You won't need to talk her into anything. Mm-hmm. You just, you experience it and you know, that's the thing. Right. I feel like that's what it was with uh, Devante Smith on film. It was like, I didn't really stop to take a lot of notes cause I was watching just pure he, he looked football like, magic. He looked like the truth. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So I was trying to think of, I've heard a lot of people try to put him in a, in a box or put him in or whatever. Um, do a comp for him and the one i he keep people keep on trying to negate this bmi problem mm-hmm. if, if it's a problem right and they always bring up the same people they bring up marvin harrison isaac bruce and i've heard a couple of will fuller and the thing is all those three of those guys right all very good receivers well great receiver to good receiver mm-hmm. um their their bmis are like 
25 and a half. So actually not that far below the threshold. Nothing like 22. Yeah, right. It's not 22. So I had to go back further. I had to go back to when you and I were kids. And I went back to, I feel like this is the perfect comp because I feel like everything I want to say about Devontae Smith is Anthony Carter. And we know Anthony Carter well because Anthony Carter was a Minnesota Viking and was actually a great Minnesota Viking. But a lot of people don't remember Anthony Carter because they remember Chris Carter, um, who came along a little bit later. Anthony Carter um, was a Heisman finalist as as a receiver for Michigan, and uh, he uh, he he was five foot eleven, hundred and sixty eight pounds when he came out of college. So like that is his BMI was twenty three. So basically the same thing as um, Devontae Smith. And actually, if you watch their game and you look at how they're physically constructed, they both have like really long, skinny legs, kind of a shorter torso, um, and just unreal hands. Um, and, and Anthony Carter, I went back, and obviously football's played differently today than actually, in my mind, it's actually easier for a guy like Devontae Smith to succeed sure. in today's NFL. But I went back to look to see... It, it, like I wasn't playing fantasy football in the eighties, <laughs> but um, but I went, but other people were, and I went back to see how Anthony Carter finished. And basically, as a receiver, he was a bottom end wide receiver one for one, two, three years, a wide receiver two for about three or four more other years, and that doesn't include that he played three seasons in the USFL. Maybe his best stats or best production of his entire career before he even came to the NFL. So you can be that small, even in a tough guy NFL, which was the, the eighties and you can be successful if you are a special player. And I think Devonte Smith is a special player. I am not afraid of his BMI. It took me a, a long way to get there, but I, the, the, the quote that I remember, um, Jerry Burns, the coach of the Vikings basically said the good Lord expected Anthony Carter to do everything in football. He just didn't give him the body. <laughs> and that is, oh, and that's how I feel about Devontae Smith. Burns was so great for a quote, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, for me, I, I just think if you're looking for a guy who might be the wide receiver one, I don't think he's going to be it. But if you're content with a guy who is finishing somewhere between seven and 14 for a long time, I think he's pretty pretty safe. So when you say the wide receiver one, you're not talking rookie drafts this no, year. No, I'm talking about Just the ahead. guy. Gotcha. You know, uh, you know, people think of guys who can be the best player in the league at that position. I think it would be difficult for him to to do that. Okay. Obviously, it depends on landing spot. Obviously, it depends on who his quarterback is. But you know, uh, when you're looking, I would feel pretty comfortable drafting him and and just saying, look. We have got the general rules for all the norm, uh, most human beings, but he's a special human being, and I'm just going to ignore the BMI problem. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I really like him. In fact, we're not really doing rankings at this point in time. We're just profiling players. But if, if, I, if you ask me today who my wide receiver one is in the, with the rookies, I, he's my wide receiver one. Yeah, no, I, I see it, and you're not the only one. So I don't think he's quite there for me, but – um, but when this is all said and done, we'll find out. Sure. Jalen Waddle is up next. He's 22 years old out of Alabama as well. He's another guy that is really highly touted uh, this year. I, I'm not as high on him 
as a lot of people are. When I when I looked at the tape, I liked him less than I thought I would. Uh, he is fast. He looks fast on tape, but he seemed like that big play type of guy. Like he he, ran, he ran a dead heat with Henry Ruggs. Yeah, so I know he, they didn't do pro day stuff, but but you know how fast he is. He's crazy fast, but he plays small. Uh, he's really easy to tackle. His target share dropped every year in Alabama. Started at 13% his first year and ended up at 7.5%. Um, he topped out at 45 receptions, just under 900 yards and seven TDs as a freshman. So to me, that's that's not real impressive production for a guy that you might have to take really high in a rookie draft this year. He never really had to work too much to get off the line of scrimmage. He, he either went in motion or started off the line or was seeing huge cushions. So I didn't get to see like the footwork or why do you think he was seeing huge cushions? Well, cause he's super fast, <laughs> but I, I just don't know, like in the NFL, if he starts seeing press coverage, I don't know how he's going to fare against that. It makes that, just, just a red flag for me. All of his metrics are well below the 50th percentile, except for yards per reception. Um, and I'm talking like the you know dominator rating, yeah, that yeah, sort of thing, yeah. the advanced metrics. Um, late breakout. Had, what's that? Yeah. Late, the, yeah, late yep, breakout. Exactly. Uh, his catch rate is high, but his hands don't look great to me. And he like was one of those guys that like starts doing the throw the flag motion every time he drops a ball. And that mm-hmm. just kind of bugged me. <laughs> Not that that's great. Fan. You know, like that's, they teach that in wide receiver school, right? I know. It just kind of <laughs> bugs me. Uh, not great fantasy. Just, it analysis, can't be every time, but... right? If it's every single time, right. it's, it's, it looks like it's Aaron Rodgers, exactly, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So honestly, I, I just didn't, aside from this speed, I didn't see him do anything extraordinary that I thought would translate to the NFL. Uh, so, it's, it's I'm going to disagree that, with you. It's not that Prepare I don't like it. him. It's not that I don't like him. <laughs> I just have some red flags. I have oh. some concerns. Okay. For the price you'll have to pay to get him. All right. All so, right. All, right. all right. Ready for the... Yeah, I'm ready for the re- rebut. Okay. So here's here's what I'd say about him. A couple things. and I'm not gonna, it, Some of them aren't rebutting you. It's also just rebutting other things I've heard in the world, which is the comp to John. Every, every single time, time somebody runs a 4-2, they're like, oh, he's like John Ross, which means if you run a 4-2, you're actually destined to fail, which to me is insane. Um, it happened with Henry Ruggs, who's nothing nothing like John Ross, and it's it's happening to Waddle, who's nothing like John Ross. Um so, uh, he is, uh, I'm going to compare him with a more recent player, which is Ruggs. Um, Ruggs is kind of a, a technician who, who would get long touchdowns with, with his speed. He wasn't really catching deep balls. He was more catching short balls and then, and then, and then busting him along. Um, I'm going to make two guys, two guys that to me just scream, you know, uh, Jalen Waddle and that's Steve Smith. And, and Tyreek Hill. And I know everybody says Tyreek Hill all the time. But this is as close as I've seen because neither one of these guys, all three of these guys are smaller guys. They're not huge. Five foot. We, we don't actually know Jalen Waddle's actual size. Again, because Alabama receivers didn't get measured. But we think he's about 5'10", 5'9", 183 pounds, something like that. Um, and those are similar sizes to those guys. But the thing that makes those guys special when compared to everybody else is those, those are guys who are winning contested catches downfield, despite their size, they are physical at the catch point 
or were in the case of Steve Smith. He's retired. He's hanging out. He's mm-hmm. not. He's not doing. He's not too physical in the broadcast booth these days. A little <laughs> let's, bit. Let's hope not. Hopefully, he doesn't punch anybody. He right. did. He did like knock a dude out on his own team once. Um. So, uh. But that's how I see Waddle. So Waddle is a guy who I think of, uh, actually, uh, does win with speed and can just straight home run a guy. And he also can, if a guy is on him, I think he can elevate and. And he can moss some some bigger uh, DBs. Now He'll, is is that a slang? Like is that related to Randy Moss? Yeah, or is yeah, that yeah, just yeah, a slang yeah, term? Yeah, yeah. That, that, this, it's a term that comes from. We can take pride in it because nobody, you know, Randy Moss. The the idea that you're just going to out jump everybody and gotcha. like that's how Randy Moss played football, right? So I think that's where it comes. It doesn't come from Santana Moss. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so I I see. I see all of those same things. I agree that he, we don't know how he'll do in press coverage. If I'm got him on my team, there's no way I'm just having him line up as an X receiver. He's going to be off the line of scrimmage. He's going to be playing out of the slot. So he'll be playing Y or he'll be playing Z. Um, and uh, so are you going to put him in motion? Like there are ways of getting a guy like that open. It's working for Tyreek. It'll work for him. The other thing is the, the other thing that I see that is elite about him is is quickness in and out of his breaks and once he gets the football in his hands like he is maybe the hardest guy you said he's easy to bring down if you get a hand on him maybe but i i i think he's just gonna he i've seen him just straight up juke people completely out of their jocks more than anybody in this class and that's why he's he's probably the best punt returner in college so I just think he is going to be a guy that when they when he gets the ball in his hands, he's going to be a nightmare to try to tackle. Not not because he's just going to outrun run over people, but he's just he's Rendell Moore shares that we're going to talk about Rendell Moore too. Similar, um, I think Moore has got more ability to straight up break tackles, you know. But uh, I, for me, when I I get concerned about him, I get concerned about a couple things. One, he broke his ankle last year. Um, and he, he came back for the national championship game and, and really didn't look very good. Um, but, uh, he, before he got hurt, he was like an elite player in that offense. So if you start looking at his metrics and, and what he did, you got to keep that in mind. Devonte Smith had the massive season that he had because Jalen Waddle got hurt. And before Jalen Waddle got hurt, he was being that elite guy and he was the primary target, but he was—he only had four games as the primary guy. It was those four games, then he gets hurt, um, and then in twenty—you know—last year, um, he's on a team with you know with Rugs and Judy as well. So they have all four of them there, and that which is maybe the most insane wide right. receiver core ever. But he was not the primary guy there in that group. Honestly, it was it was Smith and Judy. Um, so um I'm not that worried about him. I see him being a guy that um I, I don't know how great he's gonna be if you're like in a full point PPR league because I I really depends on whether the offensive co- coordinator is gonna try to get him a whole lot of balls in a short area and have him juke guys out, or if he's just gonna be basically like a Deshaun Jackson and you just chuck some deep balls to him throughout the year. But I still I like him a lot. Like he's for sure, clearly a first round pick for me. I don't know 
exactly where my wide receiver rankings he is, but I think he's probably in the top three. So I like him more than you, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I think it's hard. It would be hard to move him out of the top three. Uh, I just, I would definitely would. You're if, hoping that you're you're hoping uh, he's not. The two other ones are gone, and you're sitting there with the pick. And, yes. Yeah. Okay. I really, it really that's the case. I don't want to be. Faced Whereas I would with be that. excited about it. I yeah. would be excited about having him. Yeah. All right, on you just mentioned Rondale Moore. On to Rondale Moore, 20-year-old out of Purdue, 5'7", 180 pounds. Whoa. I know. He, so he's a guy that uh, he played 2018 as a true freshman and was a world beater. Like destroyed it. Destroyed it. So, so what do you think, Sean? Do we, do we base our analysis on 2018 Rondale Moore? <laughs> do, we, uh, do we go for 2019, well, so 2020? Yeah, 2020 Rondale Moore ran again allegedly ran a 429.40. This is a pro day 40, but that's still insane. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> 2020, 2020 run, run Delmore had a 42 and a half inch vertical jump. Nice. Uh, 24 reps on the bench. Nice. We know, I, I can't remember when he did it, but he I think squatted like 600, 600 pounds. pounds, right? Yep. So he's, his agility score is 94th percentile, burst score 96th percentile. Breakout age, 99th percentile. Uh, his spark rating, uh, I think, is second in class, 99th percentile. Um, Dominator rating was 72nd percentile. Yeah, I didn't even mention that one because that one actually is not amazing. <laughs> everything else is amazing. Next to his 99 percentiles everywhere else. <laughs> right. So everything about the guy, except for the fact that he's five foot seven. So I've seen... Um, when I, I originally had some people comp him to Steve Smith and which I already talked about, we can't have more than one Steve Smith comp. So nope. my, my Steve Smith comp is, is for sure going on Jalen Waddle. But, um, but I didn't see Rondell Moore. I saw him catch one ball downfield and actually, so it wasn't really a downfield contested catch either. He was kind of, I mean, it was, the guy was close to him, but it wasn't like, you know, there was no both jumping for the ball. Everything he does is a short game. It is. And that that was surprising for me. This guy who's 5'7", 180, and runs a 4'2", You'd expect him to just be blowing people's doors off. But that's not his game. No, it, it, it's a little bit of like what Henry Ruggs' game was was last year. Um, so are you afraid? I mean, like, I'm not afraid of it. I mean, I've seen – there's no comp for him. That's the other thing. It's like I, I there, it, there just isn't. I've seen people try to comp like a running back, like a, a Tariq Cohen, because they've got like same height and weight. Um, I, it, we're talking about a big difference in terms of, um, you know, Cohen had a much slower forty time, a much slower three cone time. His burst score was fifteenth percentile as opposed to ninety ninth percentile, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So. Um, you know, if you're going a running back, I th- you, you know, I'd find a short running back, I guess maybe more like MJD, who probably had 20 pounds on him, mm-hmm. right? So I just think there's not, you're not going to find another guy that looks like him or acts like him in any way, shape, or form. You have to be happy with can he win in the NFL, probably playing out of the slot, probably high volume, and probably making a lot of people look silly enough. You know, and then you think, okay, well, who's the guy that need needed to be there? And then the the thing that people always are afraid of, honestly, is Tavon Austin. He's nothing like Tavon Austin either. So I just, I'm just going to rely on the fact that he is a physical freak, and you have to again 
set aside the comps and just say, this guy is going to be different than everything else you've seen. And that's okay. Yeah. Well, and he's, he's just electric on the field. The, that 2018 game tape, when you watch it, is just so fun. He's got really sharp cuts. He comes, oh. comes out of them with speed. Um, he's just turning DBs around. And then breaking, breaking straight up breaking tackles against the Ohio State game especially was, was like those are legit players on that team, and right. they can't get him down. He, so. ran, he ran through a, an Ohio State DB. Right. Yeah, it was impressive. One, the, the one overall thing, too, or another big thing that I saw, uh, he's got a really good release from the line. Like, cause he's got a stutter step. Mm-hmm. And DBs kind of, I saw them reach out to try to kind of jam him or get him off his route. And they can't even get their hands on him solidly to, like, mm-hmm. so, uh, yeah. I mean, I you're, think, you're not as worried about, you didn't, you didn't, not to go back, but you, you, you didn't see that out of bottle or. Well, I, I didn't see anybody get cl- They were never up there to jam. They never him. even tried to. Yeah. Okay. So that I can't compare the two on that front, but, um, and he also, he doesn't often need to catch in traffic, but I did see him make some nice catches in traffic when he had to. I have seen, I saw drops and they, it wasn't like deal breaker level of drops, but his hands are not. If if he's gonna have some kind of like kryptonite thing, I, I'm not sure how good his how sure his hands are. Mm. Um, I'm st- I'm not afraid of it. I think you know hands get better. Put him on a jugs machine. Like he'll he'll. His, I didn't see like it wasn't like a fundamental flaw. I just it was like a thing that you, you're gonna have to deal with that. But I still like in a PPR league. I think he might just be a PPR nightmare. Like he's just gonna. They might give him a million. You know. Uh, five yard passes that he turns into 15 yard gain, right? So mm-hmm. I just, I think that, um, I, especially in a PPR league, I like him a lot. All right, on to Amon Ross St. Brown, 21 uh, year old out of USC. So Farhan will love him. He loves, <laughs> wait, wait. He, he loves yeah. his USC no. players. Is I know it I'm, the other way around? I have my tongue in my oh, cheek oh, right okay. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. you, now you're confusing me. Sorry, Far, Farhan's fast-forwarding uh, now <laughs> to the next guy. Right. Uh, he's 5'11", 197 pounds. Um, I'll just start with him, Sean. He's uh, He's got a feisty streak to him. I see him get into it with defensive backs. You, I, seem, you seem to look for that. I do kind of like that. Um He's he's a physical player when he's blocking. He's good at keeping tacklers off of him with his hands after the catch, too. So he's just kind of a, uh, a fighter that way. He's got pretty good hands. He's a guy I saw some drops, uh, though. He didn't run a huge root tree or route tree. Um, lots of underneath in the middle uh, screens. There were a few deep routes thrown in, but I didn't see a lot of variation in the routes that he would run. Um, and I didn't see his, his route running did not impress me. It wasn't really remarkable. I felt like he lost speed on his cuts. Right. Um, yeah. And I, I also, I'm not sure his effectiveness in the red zone will be real high. I didn't feel like he got DBs moving the wrong direction, which is kind of what you need to do in the red zone to get open and in that condensed part of the field. So I didn't see anything that he does particularly well. What'd you see? Um, okay, so metrics guys are going to point to his early breakout age and say he's for sure going to be, you know, elite. Um, 
I didn't see him build off of that. I just felt like somebody handed him 20% of the offense, and that was just the way it was going to be. And so I'd like to see some improvement over time. Um, you know, he, he in 2018, I think he had 750 yards, he, a little improvement. 2019, obviously fewer games in 2020. Um, the, uh, you know, his name, Amun-Ra, is, is, uh, is the Egyptian god of air. I think, uh, well, that's the Amun part, right? I yeah. think Ra is uh, the sun god. Or it's, I think it's a combination of two Egyptian yeah, it's gods. Aaron, it's Aaron's son, yeah, but I'm using air because I think it's a misnomer. Hmm. Um, so he, the, the his brother is Econemius St. Brown. So mm-hmm. this, the St. Brown's, or the Brown family, I guess it's 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 they're like the the balls of basketball, like Levar Ball with like Lamelo and all that. Um, in basketball, that's kind of like this is the football version of that family. So, and they're and they are um, his, his dad was Mister Universe, and and they have a whole family of mediocre receivers. So 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 Economius is a mediocre receiver for Green Bay mm-hmm. after he was mediocre at Notre Dame. Mm. Uh the middle brother is um a very mediocre at at Stanford and uh and so um Amon Ra's kind of like the jewel of the family. He's the Lamello. Okay. Right? He's the highly mediocre? Or does that make yeah. him worse? And he was pretty good at USC. So yeah, I mean Lamello's I think showing that he might be actually pretty good in the NBA, uh, I, I would be surprised here. I am not in on Amon Ross A. Brown. I'll tell you what I see that was good. I think he's smart. Um, he uh, adjusts to speed, his adjusted speed um, to find, like, in zone coverage, He's he'll find the hole, right? Um, he can play inside or outside. He does high point balls well. That's a good thing. Um, I, I saw a lot of I didn't see he just wasn't explosive out of breaks, which is what I think you saw. So I don't I'm not seeing a lot of separation, and I'm also seeing like some technical problems. Like if he's trying to go on a, on a, on a like a go route outside a nine route, like he's not stacking the defensive back. He'll he he's not fast enough to get a, enough past him to do that. Um, so it, it could be a technical thing or whatever. So I just feel like he's always going to be covered. He's got nice hands and winning a, a catch point. That's what he's got to do to survive, but I don't see that he has great hands. So if he, I don't see that he can beat press coverage. Uh, I don't see that his routes are particularly good. I, I, I have seen maybe a more extensive route tree in this film that I saw, so I thought he had a, a decent route tree, um, but I just didn't think he... And part of it is, is that explosion out of the route. I just didn't see much of it. So... Um, yeah, he, when he plays the X, he DB, DBs are just kind of shoving him out of bounds, and then he's out of the play. So uh, I just didn't see like I didn't see that he was very versatile. He kind of looks like an underwhelming St. Brown product. Um, I try, this is this is real negative. Uh, you know, I, look, I'm happy they all got they all, we got Notre Dame, Stanford, and USC. The kids all got excellent educations, and I think that's what you got out of this. I realize there are a lot of people who are very excited about Amon Ross St. Brown. And that's fine. If you look at him and you like him, take him. I will not be that guy. All right. Fair enough. Elijah Moore is up next out of Old Miss. 20, I like him a lot more. 21 years old. Uh, five, nine and a half, 178 pounds. Uh, 
Well, why don't you start with this guy, Sean? So he's a guy that I, I really like a whole lot. Um, I, and and I'll just start with, with uh, I think he tracks the ball really well. On deep passes, like he just looks like a baseball player. You, you know, you, you like the catching like a deep fly over your shoulder like he just very natural in terms of uh what he's doing um i've seen him do it with one hand uh i think he has um excellent hands he's got great hands he when does. he's open he's his got, hands are great he's got great hands when he's getting rocked he just has excellent excellent hands he seems to have really really good body control um just like it makes him look like a natural athlete um they used him in a, a wide variety of ways in college. Um, so he had a, hot, a lot of volume, and he just did a lot of different types of things. And yeah, he, like he took snaps at Wildcat, running yep. back, receiver. And, and that's because they knew he was the best player they had on their field, and so they found him. And he was successful with all of this. Um, he's fast. He's for sure fast. I, I, I don't um, – I think his 40 was, was a four three five, which is pretty good. It's not – crazy percentile when you consider his size but it it's plenty fast um but actually i thought that he won more with like superior route running so he just he's a good route runner it seems like every single route he was open at all times basically he wouldn't blow some guy away and be like five yards past him but he had separation every single time and and that's what i, I think if you're a quarterback you just that's going to be your reliable guy that you're going to you're going to trust is going to be able to get open in, in any given play. Um, I, I felt like he, he would have ten to twelve targets in the games that I watched. I felt like he would there'd be like two misses that were probably on the quarterback, and he would catch ten of them. And I, I my my overall comment on him was if he gets that kind of volume in the pros, I then I think he's going to be very good. Yeah. But but I think he's gonna need that kind of volume. He he probably will. For me, like I I, I if I'm doing a comp, it's Tyler Lockett, and I know you don't like Tyler Lockett, <laughs> but I don't. But I don't. Is think do you? It, well, I don't know what it is you don't like about. It's Tyler the Lockett. consistency. I don't like Lockett's consistency. Okay, not so much as a player, but within that offense, you mean sometimes you get a big game and sometimes you don't. Yeah, fantasy scoring. Yeah. I, for receivers, that's. I mean, they're always going to be somewhat inconsistent, but I just I, feel like he widely varies. He does, and I think that that, that is landing spot dependent. That is, who's his quarterback? What offense is, is he in? He shares, in this draft, I think he shares traits with, with Moore, who we just talked about, uh, Kadarius Toney, who we, ha we haven't talked about yet, Dwayne Eskridge, who we haven't talked about yet. Of those three, I think he is the third most explosive, hmm. which sounds like not great, um, but actually I, I think I, I like the other two guys quite a bit. So, um, I think he's very likely to be a good NFL player. Yeah. So he's like the safest of those three. I feel like they're the, they're the fewest questions and the fewest down, the, the least amount of downside. Randall Moore, can you succeed at five foot seven? I mean, like you can see that you can think about it. There have been a lot of guys in the NFL who have succeeded at that size and that weight with with uh, Elijah Moore, and I think um, I just everything he does is wonderful. So I yeah. like him. Yeah, he looks like a good football player. He's another one of those guys that I feel makes good decisions. Uh, he kind of knows the situation on the field. Uh, he's got really quick feet, 
I did a couple of red flags with him or just some things to take note of. I did feel like he was a little slow to get off the line of scrimmage when he was in press coverage. So those quick feet would get going, and but he'd kind of stay there a little bit too long. And it got the timing off on some routes that mm. I saw with his quarterbacks. That's a coaching thing, though. Don't you think yeah. that he'll be he just get on, on the same page with his quarterback? Yeah, I think that is coachable, yeah. He's not super physical, uh, and he doesn't seem as all at all interested in blocking. Like, just, <laughs> he's not, it doesn't seem like a guy that seeks out contact. Which you know what? That's, you don't get points for uh, for hits uh, as a wide receiver, right? So maybe that doesn't matter. But just a couple of things that I noted on the on the not so positive side. Yeah. But overall, I did like what I saw. I like him a lot. All right, Dwayne Eskridge. We just mentioned him. Yeah, I, he's another guy that um, kind of surprised me on tape. I ended up liking him more than than I thought I would. He is a 24-year-old, so he's on the older side. It's like for, Van Jefferson and Terry McLaurin. For a rookie. For rookies that have maybe we have reason to be optimistic about, but yeah. who, who came in old. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's coming out of Western Michigan. Now, he's a P.J. Fleck recruit. Oh, so. I didn't, even, I didn't think about that, but you're right. Yeah. yeah so for those of you that won't, maybe aren't connecting the dots here, PJ Fleck is now the head coach at uh, University of Minnesota for the Gophers. So he's seen Tyler Johnson and um, Rashad Bateman go into the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. Highly thought of Tyler Johnson was drafted kind of late in the fifth round. Corey Davis also came out of Western Michigan when Fleck mm-hmm. was there. And now uh, Dwayne Eskridge is uh, coming. That out. is that is good. That is that is fun data. Yeah, Western. So were they rowing the boat there in Western Michigan? Did, or did he just was that just for Minnesota the row your boat thing? I think they were rowing the boat there too. I think he trademarked it when he got to Minnesota. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, I love that guy, by the way. But it might. I do too. I actually really like him. But it might be an indication that. Uh, Fleck has an eye for wide receiver talent. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of going with that. Uh, Eskridge, You're going to go with Corey Davis as your example? Well. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just messed with you. Go, go ahead. He's yeah. it's, it's still got promise. Still, yeah. well, oh, he, he had did, a great did, year last year. Did Well, he got the, the Devontae Parker Award. That's right. So there you go. The, the, actually, that's the pinnacle of football, really. Right, it is for him. <laughs> um, so, yeah, 5'9", 190 pounds. I don't think I mentioned that. Um, should I start with him, Sean? Yeah, 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 go for it. All right, so he, I thought he looked bigger than he is on film, so just kind of a more physical presence. He had quick feet. He plays fast. So I saw good body control, good hands. He had a few drops, so not elite hands, but they were decent. Um, he's got that aggressive streak I mentioned earlier. Uh, Talking smack to the guys on the sideline? Well, I don't know that it's... Or the kind you don't like where he's complaining to the ref. Which which is it? I don't think I like talkers. I just like guys that are like, they're aggressive. They're okay. physical. I like it. I, I yeah. see it. Yeah. Uh, he's a good punt returner that I, I saw at least a few times on film here. And he's exciting with the ball in his hands. I, I described it as a shimmy. So I think like he just, when he has the ball and he's running, I just, you're kind of waiting to see what's going to happen. He's got some nice moves. Um, he turn he can turn short throws. I'll, into, I'll note that a few weeks ago you described me dancing in the seat as a shimmy. <laughs> so you have a nice shimmy too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he can turn short throws into long gains with his speed. Um, 
his de- when he runs his routes, he ran a lot of like six yard button hooks. So like he'd bust off the line of scrimmage, he'd stop on a dime and turn around. Right, that was one of the routes that he runs all the all the time. I don't know about his other moves because that's like what that's he what did. he did. That's what he did. Did he also was that in contrast to some deep routes? I mean, because if he's literally running a six yard button hook every time, I think the DBs would be like eventually be like, hmm, he seems yeah. to be doing the same thing every single time. Well, his other routes that I saw a lot, he would he ran wide receiver screens quite a bit and also just some of those short crosses. So maybe his quarterback had only throw 10, 10 yards. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I And I also don't see him as a big red zone threat, at least as of now. He only had 15 touchdowns in five years, and uh, eight of those came this past year. So he was... Uh, go in the right direction with uh, scoring touchdowns. But I actually see a lot of similarities between Eskridge and St. Brown. Interesting. In their game. Like, yeah, if I go went through my notes, I noticed a lot of the same notes. I do think Eskridge has more sizzle, though. I'm more excited about him. Boy, I really liked Eskridge a lot more. And and I didn't – it's probably because I didn't really have a – I didn't see with Amanara St. Brown. I didn't really see what people saw in him. Right there, nothing came jumped out at me. Like, oh, that was elite. Yeah. And whereas, whereas I have a lot of positive notes about about Eskridge. Um, yeah, with St. Brown, my note was I I am not like I don't see anything that he does particularly well. Well, yeah, like I didn't see why he's different than like Daz Newsom. I mean, honestly, like mm-hmm. we'll get to him later. But, um, so. So with Eskridge, uh, I, my notes are a great burst. Uh, I thought he ran some nice routes. Um, I, I noticed that um, he was a former defensive back. Um, so you liked his six-yard button hook. I liked his six-yard button hook. <laughs> but I asked, I, his releases I thought were really good. I thought he had good hand-fighting techniques. So he beat press pretty uh, pretty effectively. So I'm not worried about him and about that. Um, I saw that when he would make a break, and maybe it was a six-yard button hook, but he dropped his hips. So maybe that's why you're saying he could stop on a dime. Mm-hmm. Like he was dropping his hips, and that way his first step out of that break was a, like he would explode out of that break. So I really liked that aspect of his game. I think he's going to be a hard guy to 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 handle on a timing route. I think he's going to just continuously win those, win, 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 mm-hmm. win. Uh, I saw that he was a hands catcher. That's always good. Um that uh, 2020 season he had, we don't know if we talked about it, but he only played six games. He had 33 catches for 768 yards and eight touchdowns. So okay. if he played a full season, we'd, we'd be talking roughly double that. That's 1,500 yards. Think about that. That's I mean, I realize for Western, you know, whenever you have the directional schools, you're always like, okay, what's you know what? Oh, right. Southern California, that is a well, direction. that's true. That's <laughs> true. Of sorts. Good point taken. But I do yes. Uh, 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 so when you have that, you, you, you have to kind of like, you know, take it with a little grain of salt. But, um, so I thought, uh, uh, when a guy can just dominate competition at that level, that's what you want to see when you're, when you're playing lower level competition, you want to see domination. He dominated. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got tiny little hands. Oh, <laughs> smells like cabbage. Right. <laughs> uh, and I thought they're inconsistent. So he, I, 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 do you think people are like, what is this cabbage thing? No, I think everybody's seen. I think everybody's seen it. <laughs> the the uh, Br- Princess Bride, right? Isn't that from Princess Bride? No, <laughs> oh, I do this all the time. Dude. What is it from? Austin Powers. Oh yeah, 
Small hands smells like cabbage. You've had that wrong all along. I can't, I, I've said it so many times now that it's just drilled into my brain. I think there is a cabbage joke of some sort in The Princess Bride, but it's been a long time since I've seen that one. There's a cabbage joke in mo- most classic any, films. Any good film has yeah. a cabbage joke. Yeah. So it's, he was the smallest player at the senior ball, so his size isn't great. Um, he had a late breakout. I'm going through the negatives right now. Um, but it's like really only his second year on the field, so... He, uh, I, I, you know, he basically didn't do much um, his first year on the field. He basically didn't play. So, um, he, you know, he's old. So he broke out when he had the chance, basically, is what you're saying. If not right away, pretty soon. And actually, his very first year, there are some guys, depending on how prolific their passing offense was, 506 yards would be a breakout for some people. Uh, and for him, for him, it wasn't. Um, I'm not terribly worried about it in the same way that I wasn't terribly worried about it for Van Jefferson or Terry McLaurin. Um, so uh, I did see when at the senior bowl, I watched his tape there was consistently separating there. He did. He seemed to slip on the turf a lot, which was a little, I don't know if he just was wearing the wrong cleats, but it was just like, if he's trying a little too hard, Yeah. but he, he did seem to do that. He did have, uh, I think he demonstrated what I, would have called his questionable hands you know he's a hands catcher but you know they're not necessarily the best hands mm-hmm. yeah I, I wondered about that too when i saw your note on slipping on the turf because i i think that can be an indication of like you're just, you're just going trying you're to go 110 trying to go a little too hard yeah which is impossible by so, the way but <laughs> you've argued with many a youth coach in your life i'm sure so to me like this is a positive comment um he feels like a steelers fourth round draft pick mm-hmm. he feels like a guy that that is going to fall they're going to uh, snatch him up. And then two years from now, we're going to be like, yep, remember that guy? You should should have gotten him while you could because he's, you know, the next big thing in a Steelers uniform. All right. On to Nico Collins, 22-year-old out of Michigan. He's six foot four, 215 pounds. If you're he's, looking for a big receiver, he's one of the very few ones in this class. I say he's one of the few big receivers in this class. He's not one of the... 20, uh, 20 guys that are 5'9 and I think 180. I, said, I think last week I said there was 50 of them. Well, <laughs> you might not be far off. I might, I might have been a slight exaggeration. I'm going to take uh, take this one first too, Sean. Okay. I think you've got, I've got maybe just kind of a mm-hmm. quick layout and you've got some games you wanted to talk about. Obviously, he's a huge uh, X receiver. He's a tough player. He's got good speed for his size, uh, is also a good blocker, even though you don't get points for that, it can help get you on the field. He's got an effective stutter step, I thought, but he's has a little trouble getting off the line, and I called it a lack of suddenness, just some of those, those quick twitch movements that help you get off the line. Mm-hmm. Um, which is surprising. He had a burst score in the 76th percentile. Sometimes it's because it's you're a big dude, and it, it doesn't look... Everything looks a little slower. Well, that might be. That's a good point. Um, it's He did rarely gain separation from the film I watched, but he has really nice catches in traffic. He's he's a, he's a physical big guy, so he can still catch even if he's covered. He uses his hands well to fight off that press coverage. He's got a huge catch radius. It's in the 94th percentile, mm-hmm. so throw it near him, and he's got a good shot at it. He's not a polished route runner yet. And his target share was low at Michigan. It was about around 14% both years that he played there. Um, so, or the, the two big years that he played. Um, 
so he's I think he's a guy I see some promise in him I think he might not hit right away but I think that uh, with coaches working with him he's he could be a decent NFL player well and a couple things uh, that we didn't mention I think we probably should mention is so he opted out last year right he's one of those guys we talked about in terms of um, COVID opt-outs he was one of them um, he uh I've seen a lot of people, a lot of people kind of um, talked about him and they looked at the tape and they said, well, I think he's like a four, five, five, four, five, nine kind of guy. He ran a four, four, three. Um, and I will tell you, uh, I did not, I, I knew he was fast. I mean, again, this is a pro day time, but, but that at that size, even if you ran, you had a half second or half a whatever, not a half second, but a, what are they? Five hundreds. five hundreds onto it was traditionally done. That's still a crazy good time, um, and that's what I saw. Um, his spark number, um, no one cares what the number is. It's elite. It was it, one of the highest uh, uh, spark numbers that I had for this class. Um, so he's a, an elite athlete. I looked at him uh, some games, uh, two against two good teams and one less less good squad. Um, I, th- I saw uh, against Ohio State, um, he had, this is when he was a freshman, I think, he had inconsistent effort. Um, he, he uh, when he did uh, give effort, he drew flags, so you could see that he was going to be a problem. But I think he was young and maybe hadn't really figured out how to, um, how to kind of provide, give that effort every single time. And I could, I felt like I could see that. When I, went to, when I rolled to the 2019 tape, um, he was noticeably bigger and stronger. Like it was like, oh, now this is a guy who's come to play now. Um, I thought he had sudden um, – uh, I, I saw separation. I think you said you weren't sure about separation. I, I saw he was sinking his hips and getting separation. Uh, I thought he had like nice jab step moves and explode laterally. Um, he was a willing and capable blocker, and at that size he should be. Um, I saw that he was struggled with some low, some low, low catches. Big receivers sometimes do. You're smiling because the note says struggles with low balls. You're such a child. I was I was getting ready to. <laughs> You're ready to, to pounce on that yeah, one. I was going to pounce on that one. That poor <laughs> I guy. changed it up on you. <laughs> uh, so I, I saw that he could he could change speeds, which is a, is a is a thing I a little guy sometimes I think are effective with. It's really nice when you see a big guy do that. So. Uh, I, I did see that he was changing speeds and then it, it, he would sometimes just blow by a defensive back or he would get them to turn their hips and then he would he would snap it down. So I really actually was very impressed. That was um, the, what I saw in the Penn State game. Uh, against uh, Indiana, which is maybe not quite the same level of competition, but um, I, see, I thought he had – I saw a variety of releases, so that was good. Um, I was really impressed with this burst. There was, I think, one um, – uh, there's one play where basically even before I knew the ball was going to him, I, 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 I couldn't identify who was who. I saw some guy just like immediately burst. I'm like, who's that? And then they threw to him and I'm like, okay, so that's, that's Nico. So that was, that was a, a, a thing where, where it's just like his burst kind of jumped off the screen at me before I was even able to identify which player I was looking at. Um, so I really like him a lot. Um, I don't. I don't see. What do I see for red flag? He had kind of really mediocre college production. Um, I think part of the problem there is in Michigan. I, is it Shea Patterson is the quarterback? Like he, I, 
you know, Donovan Peoples-Jones also had really kind of mediocre college production. Maybe it's not the receivers. <laughs> Maybe it's the coach and the quarterback and whatever, because I, I really I really came away loving Nico Collins. This is a guy that I would be looking to get on, on my team. Up next, we have Seth Williams out of Auburn. Will be 22 when the season begins. He's six foot three, two eleven. So one of the big guys, another another big receiver in this uh, another big dude, yeah, tiny class. So he's got his adjusted speed score is high. It's like 106, whatever that percentile wise. I, I I didn't check that out, but it's probably 85th percentile or better. Um, so his metrics are, are good. His his breakout age is is uh, he's nineteen. Uh, his uh, dominator rating is almost forty. So both of those are really good numbers. Um, he uh, when you look at him on the field, he's he's a as I said he's a big guy. I did not see great separation. Um, I did not see great footwork getting off the line. So um, I did not see that he was fast enough to frighten top corners. Um, his releases were okay. Um, I think he needs to improve like hand fighting techniques to be able to be able to beat the press better. Um, but if you're looking in the very shallow pool that is an X receiver prospect, I think he is a pretty good prospect. He is a guy that I think you might have to wait a little bit on um, to wait for wait for the production a little bit. Uh, I'm giving him kind of a probably a late second round grade. There's only so many guys that have that size, 37-inch vertical. Um, so his burst score is is good. Um, he's got a lot of like physical traits that like he looks like a big-time receiver. Yeah. Whether he isn't shown to me when I watch the tape, it doesn't. I don't see it. But there's a lot of coaching that happens in the NFL, and I think he has the the attributes that you um where where i think he can get there yeah i um i thought he actually looked pretty good on fade routes he had mm -hmm. good body yeah. control and hands but um he wasn't just a one-trick pony when you got down in that part of the field like he did do other things as well he can he's i mentioned this earlier that he's one of those guys that does get dbs to like turn or move the wrong way which helps you get open in that part of the field um I saw that a fearless receiver, like he'll go over the middle without really thinking about it. This is bigger than everybody. Yeah. I did like what I saw on film for Seth Williams. Uh, the one thing, he had a 44% catch rate last year, which I don't, I didn't see him as a guy with terrible hands. I don't know if it was because of quarterback play. Um, I didn't look up his drop rate, but yeah, who's his quarterback? Bo, Bo Nix, is that right? Uh, at Auburn? Yeah. Yeah. When he's terrible. <laughs> Bo Nix is terrible. I mean, I remember because we had, the Gophers had a bowl game and we watched that game, and uh, I definitely was not impressed with the quarterback play in that game. The Gophers won that game, and I think it was because of um, you know better team and whatnot. But I, I, I think you can mark down some of the deficiencies to the uh, on the quarterback. To the quarterback. Yeah. I, in fact, yes. Now that now that I. Uh remember that it is Bo Nix that's not Seth Williams so, so, so let's let's not <laughs> let's not you know burden this guy with with that <laughs> hopefully he's going to have uh, somebody that can unlock some of his physical skills there you go all right Tamorian Terry 23 year old 
from Florida State. He's six foot three, two hundred and seven. Sean, I said I thought you said there weren't any big guys in this draft. I know. We're I think we're covering them all. I think we, we're in a stretch of like four big dudes here. This is our big dude episode. This is our big receivers. dude episode. Yeah, I was actually thinking, should we have like an episode of just big dudes and then a bunch of the little guys? You know, and then so you're comparing apples with apples. But honestly, as a fantasy football player, I suppose you don't care what size they are as long as they produce, right? So right. I didn't do it that way. Um, what, do you, what do you think of this guy? I see uh, he's another uh, good hand fighter, so he uses his hands well when he's on a route. Um, he probably needs that because I don't see him get separation very often. He has good long speed, but I think his splits would not be good. He, I see little to no burst. Um, when I looked at his uh, metrics, his vertical score, his vertical jump was, where is that, Sean? It's so low. It's like 32-inch yeah, th- vertical. He's in the 34th percentile uh, for his burst score. Um, so he's just, I, And you see that on film. He just doesn't, he has no burst, and he's got slow feet. So he needs to get up and going before he's really effective with his speed. Now, once he does get up to speed, he has some effective moves because he's a fast guy. Um, but it just takes him a while to get there. Uh, he's an okay blocker. He actually is another one of these guys that avoids contact at times, like will step away from a block. Um, he's decent on contested catches, but he's, uh, I think I saw your note, Sean, that he's a body catcher. Yeah. And I saw that as well. He doesn't go and attack the ball. He kind of creates a basket when he's in traffic and lets it fall in there. Um, his hands, I thought, were just average. Saw some drops. Body control was kind of average. And he looks like a tight plate, like his hips are tight. He doesn't um, he doesn't move very, very well. Uh, his agility score is in the 14th percentile, which confirmed what I saw on film. Right. So um, he might be a big, cl- big play guy in the NFL. Like, if he can get up to speed and b- blow by a DB, he might make some big plays. But... Overall, I am not excited about this guy for fantasy. I think I like him more than you. I think I like him more than you. So so it sounds like you're going to tell me why I'm wrong. I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. So here's <laughs> the thing. So a couple things. So he's he's tall and lanky. Um, he's got the arms of a six foot six guy. He's only a little over six two. Um, he's kind of built like Randy Moss in a lot of ways. He just doesn't have like four two speed, right? So maybe he's like a little heavier Brandon Ayuk. I don't know. Um, just kind of like those long arms, um, the, uh, uh, which was a, by another thing that we forgot to mention about, um, Devonte Smith is that he actually just has crazy, crazy, crazy long arms. So long arms, giant mitts. Yeah. No, I mean, he's like, it's a guy that was like, you know, created to catch footballs in, in one way other than weighing, you know, 145 pounds. But maybe as Jerry Burns said, maybe God gave him the body to play football and maybe make all the plays. Right. So <clears throat> let's talk about Tamari and Terry. Um, I, I saw him playing physical. So I, 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 this is not a situation where you and I have similar notes. Um, I thought he had surprising yak ability for a big guy. Uh, he looked athletic to me. Uh, he was on a terrible, the Florida State football team was terrible. And see, he managed to be productive on that situation as well. I saw him winning contested catches, except for he didn't pick the balls clean. So they're, but he's letting him come into his body, but he's using his body to shield away another guy. So, so you saw uh, it as maybe a positive. Uh, I mean, it's 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 like he need he needs to 
he's going to have to take it to another level in the NFL. He's going to have to learn how to how to be a hands catcher. And by the way, my the physical comment, I don't necessarily think we disagree. I just saw that in his blocking. Okay. I did see him pretty decent on contested catches. So I actually I thought he had really good for his size. You, again, you have, I have to I have to calibrate a little differently. I thought he had uncommon suddenness is what I said is when I saw him um, uh, I didn't think it was it, it just it, it jumped out at me as like whoa that that guy is way more sudden at his size than than almost everything else so let I've me seen. let me dig down in that a little bit because I I'm not sure I saw the same thing mm-hmm. when you say suddenness is it about like a quick twitch movement or is yep. it it's for, not necess- for a big guy. Like, he, he's, so, he's not Rondale Moore. It's not necessarily about burst or acceleration. It's more about are you making quick moves that might throw a DB off your yeah. trail. Okay. All right. And and can you do something? So, can you stop? Can you start? It, okay. it's, it, it, it's related to burst, but uh, it's, not only, it's not only burst. It would be a lot of other things, too. However, that's what I saw. It, it wasn't reflected in his pro day testing which right. was which was not great in that regard um his lateral agility numbers were not great um negatives uh i i we mentioned that we've mentioned the body catching multiple times i did think his limited his route tree was limited basically <laughs> not every route that he wants to run can be a nine route a slant or a sluggo which is all i ever saw the only thing i ever saw were like those three routes and he did those very well like he he seemed to basically be like he was either going to do a he he either starts out and blows by you right away he's going to do a slant or he does a slant and go so there's very little subtlety there but he would win uh, with that so maybe I mean honestly Randy Moss's Randy Moss's route tree was not a lot more than that like he he did not have a full route tree he just destroyed everybody deep every single time. And I think that's a little bit of what you have here without the 4-2 speed. So maybe if we combine him with the other guys we've talked about that ran button hooks and yeah. crosses. Well, and... the problem is that, is that, yeah, they're five foot nine, and he's, what, 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, yeah. Um, so uh, I didn't – I saw problems with his effort. Um, and he seemed – so it seemed to be like – he seemed to be out of it. Ball would snap. He's not ready to go. I'm like, I remember a particular play. I remember he was looking to the sideline for some reason. I assume a coach was yelling at him or something. But and the and the ball was snapped, and he just stood there for like a full second, maybe more. Just like seemed completely oblivious to what was happening. Yeah, maybe. So, and, and who knows what the coach is trying to tell him? And he's trying to figure, sort. I mean, you don't know because right. you're not there. Right. But I will say, at some point in time. The ball, the play is in motion. Like it doesn't matter what the guy is trying to tell you. You got to start running. Right. And um, uh, so he seemed like he's a little bit out of it. Hustle. There was the whole weird stuff about how this season ended. Just so, just a little bit of background. Like he, he, uh, he, he kind of um, he he left the program there, and it seemed like some kind of dispute. So there was like he had a moment where he's kind of like yelling on the sideline. And then, like, he basically announces he's going to prepare for the draft, right? So um, I couldn't – he had previously hurt his knee, and I think so, some of what – maybe the difference is it depends on what games you watch. If you watch the games when he was playing at the beginning of the year on kind of an injured knee, I think you saw Tamari and Terry that was not that impressive. 
And I think basically he had hurt that knee and he might have been feeling pushed to play on it or maybe he was frustrated with his own body and so he basically decided to heal up for the draft. If you looked at the 2019 film, I, I just thought he looked way better and I think that was because he was healthier. So are you nervous about the knee? That's maybe a question mark. Um, in the, the game against uh, uh, Notre Dame, I think it was just really obvious that he couldn't do what he would like to do. Um, he did mention it when he was asked about why he kind of opted out late. Um, so I just it, it, where he gets drafted is going to matter. Like scouts are going to check out that knee, and if they've got concerns about that knee, then he might fall to a later round. If they don't have concerns about his knee, they might they might take him quite a bit earlier. So um, I don't know. I mean, I looked at um, that vertical, and it, his vertical was basically what Mac Jones's vertical was. So like <laughs> that's a concern. But I also thought there's a couple of possibilities. One, maybe the knee isn't fully healed. Two, someone was stepping on his shoelace, you know, <laughs> when he's trying to do his vert. That'd be a nasty joke. It's like, but um, somebody is competing with him for a draft spot. Maybe, maybe he's not honestly um, that athletic in, you know, maybe he just doesn't have that particular skill set. I don't know, but um, I like him, but I, I also don't want to overrate him either. So he's kind of like a guy that I think is like he, there are moments in his game where he looks like, it, I felt like I was watching Randy Moss. And, but I just didn't see that consistently. And okay. so I felt like, so I mean, if you think you're going to get Randy Moss, you'd take him in the top of the first round. Right. I didn't see that that was going to be consistent. And I know he's not that fast. So he doesn't, he's not, this isn't a, a reproduction of Randy Moss. He's just a guy that has some of those traits and skills. All right. Simi Fehoko. <laughs> Simi Fehoko. Good. Well done. I think maybe. Uh, 23 year old out of Stanford. Six foot four, 222. Another big guy. Ran a four three seven forty. Yeah, that's a ninety fifth percentile adjusted uh, height adjusted speed score. Yeah, that is uh, that's impressive. So at my notes, I, I nailed it, Sean. I said fast when I watched his film. That is, you did say that. <laughs> yeah. um, do you want me to continue? Do you want to take the uh, go for it? The initial. All right. So uh, he's a guy that had some good release moves. He got off the line well. I saw him make catches at all levels of the field, so sh short, medium, and deep. He's a good hand fighter in traffic. I saw some um, beautiful catches where he had defenders just draped all over him. So he's definitely can make catches in traffic and has good concentration. He tracks the ball extremely well. Like you mentioned that outfielder, that mm -hmm. baseball outfielder, with the ball coming over uh, top of his head and adjusting to make those catches. I saw Fehoko doing that. Uh, a excellent body control. Now, I did see all of this on a highlight reel, which makes me <laughs> big asterisk. It is because <laughs> I just I had trouble finding film on him. Yeah. Um, the stuff I saw, I saw elite hands. Um, I saw him truck a, a defensive back against UCLA. Sure. Um, and his but but his metrics are is also is that the one where the DB couldn't even get up? Yeah, like he was just destroyed. Yeah, him. yeah. he really. He, I, I think he hurt him, which is too bad. But <laughs> you don't want to see that. But no. it is you know, so you know but, when you want when you're drafting a guy, you kind of like well, he has the ability to do this. He's physical. Yeah. <laughs> um. So you know, like I said, this was a highlight reel. The metrics seem to back it up. His metrics are good. Um. 
so uh, yeah, I guess I, I have a, f- a positive impression for him. Might might need a little coaching in the NFL. I mean, they all do, but um, might be a little raw. But I, I like him. I'm laughing because my my cat is trying like very hard to get out of this room right now. She's. I wonder if you can hear her on the recording, but it doesn't matter. Uh, so here's the deal. All right. So his pro day testing was off the charts, um, which reminds me of Chase Claypool or like a faster Kenny Galladay. And you're like, faster Kenny Galladay? Give me some more of that. Count me in, yeah. Yeah. So with his hands, I saw the highlight reel catches, but um, he always, to me, looked like he was fighting the ball. Like they, they, didn't, they didn't look natural. You'll have to send me the link for the film you had because... <laughs> you, you thought he looked really... Wait. Well, no, no. Just like I said, I just saw highlights. So okay, you, okay. you clearly saw better film than I could find, so... But I wouldn't I wouldn't trash his hands. It's the same thing I see with DK Metcalf. So DK Metcalf is a guy who everybody likes DK Metcalf. But I think his hands are kind of like... He'll, he'll make the catches, but he doesn't look natural doing it. It's not going to look pretty. And he does end up having some drops. And, and, and even DK would say that he's unhappy with his drops. Um, I didn't see anything that looked like elite route running skills. I didn't think he was a good a route runner as Nico, Nico Collins, for example. Um, but he does know how to stack a, a defensive back. He does know how to fight for a ball. Um, and, uh, and you don't have to be the world's greatest route runner if you have the right size and speed. Again, DK Metcalf is, a, is an example of that, right? So, <clears throat> so he reminds me a lot. I've, I've mentioned DK Metcalf several times. He, he, he reminds me of DK Metcalf without the explosive speed, which is kind of like a big asterisk. <laughs> so, so maybe like Chase Claypool. So when I think about Chase Claypool last year. Now, you said you could only make a comp one time in a show. I feel like you used Chase this show. I, no, just earlier today. Yeah. I mean, just earlier on him. Oh, Earlier oh, okay. with this guy. I don't oh, think. okay. Um, and if I did, then I erased the other one. I'm going to use this one here. <laughs> so, so Chase is my is 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 my comp from, but it's the Chase. Don't look at Chase last year as, that we know about him. Everybody wants Chase Claypool and think, well, that's what McGuire is saying. That's not what I'm saying. Before, um, you know, he looked really great. Like I was really high in Chase Claypool last year. In after after they had like camps and whatnot, and and you started hearing getting feedback from the players talking about Chase Claypool. Prior, we, we both tried to trade for him. We both tried to trade for him. Yeah. yeah. Um, Earlier than that, however, he was a bit of a mystery box. We didn't know what you were going to see out of this guy that some people are saying should have been a tight end. And so, and I feel like that's what Simi Fajoko is. is, is a guy that, or Fajoko, he's a guy that, like, he's that mystery box. We don't know. He is Chase Claypool before we knew what Chase Claypool was, in which means he could still go either way. Sure. Um. Keep in mind his hands, like this natural catching thing, he did drop 10% of his passes. Mm. So that's a number that I think um, is worth noting. Um, at the same time, he only has started four games in his entire career. So I'm not going to say he dropped 10% of your passes. That's just who you are. Um, I think it's a correctable problem. Um, I would, I would, I would presume you got to wait two years before you get significant production out of him, but I think it's there. It's possible. 
All right, we're just going to talk about two more wide receivers this episode. The next one is Anthony Schwartz out of Auburn. He's 20 years old, six feet tall, 186 pounds. Um, we Probably met, the fastest guy in the draft. Yeah, really fast. Ran a in his pro day ran a four two six, six, which is I don't know what that is, and we don't really know what these things are. But that's it's in the percentile, you mean? Yeah, no, I mean it just in what his real number oh, is. Oh, sure, I mean, sure. We don't know if it's like what if it's like one of an LSU four two six, which means it could be four four. But uh, it's pretty impressive. It is impressive. Uh, we mentioned our uh, our love for Bo Nix or lack thereof earlier. <laughs> so my first note on this on Anthony Schwartz is that Bo Nix looks terrible. So, um, so given that fact, I thought uh, Schwartz was completely unremarkable uh, in what I saw. Um, I just saw a guy that, like, I didn't see any nice routes. I didn't see him gain the edge on his sweeps. Um, I just, I don't have anything really positive to say about him. In fact, what I witnessed was the most inane bit of film I've ever watched. At only one point in his rambling, incoherent routes, was he even close to anything that could be considered an NFL move? <laughs> I'm now a worse fantasy analyst for having watched it. <laughs> wow. That is uh, that is not nice. You're a mean person. You're a bad person. Uh, I'm just quoting uh, Billy I Madison. But I, I, honestly, I just I watched three games, and I couldn't watch anymore. I just... I, I think I think here's the thing. I think and, I was and, frustrated. More and you than also else. watched you also watched the that bowl game with the Gophers, so you can count that one too. That's true. Um, so he's a blazer. Um, I so I I saw breathtaking speed. Yeah, and that's because he's a track player. He's a track he's a track guy. Like you know, like I think he actually literally is a track guy. Uh, I saw that he consistently got separation, <laughs> but not uh, not with any variety of not there's no route running that was gain doing that it was just his speed so um I, I saw that he was a hands catcher but also also a hands dropper okay. <laughs> I didn't see consistent ends um but he dropped about 10 percent of his passes last year again he i'm not sure he's really a wide receiver i think he might just be a track guy you know like willie galt back in the day actually willie galt was pretty good but any number of those guys that you know the that that Al Davis used to draft, right? We, we haven't had the uh, early on in this podcast. We referenced a Vikings receiver that was drafted like number seven overall and couldn't catch a thing. Troy Williamson. Yeah, there we go. He's is he Troy Williamson? Uh, I think Troy Williamson was was a legit wide receiver who couldn't catch. This is a guy who I don't think knows how to play wide receiver. Okay. Um, you know the US UCLA defensive back that got trucked that we mentioned just yeah, a bit ago. I don't know his name, but yeah. Um, he, I saw Schwartz try to block somebody, and that's what happened to him. Happened he, to Schwartz. Schwartz got just <laughs> got just demolished. He ended up on his back. Yeah, it's just not a football player. So when I saw he would get yards after catch, like his yak numbers are pretty good, except for it was he would get a bubble screen. It wasn't like he was reading the blocks. He it was pure speed. He would just outrun guys. And I just don't think it's going to work in the NFL. So if you can try to, like, you know, design things to get the ball in Anthony Schwartz's hands, I mean, I'd rather have a guy like Elijah Moore who who is also fast but really can is a football player and can, you know, read blocks and set guys up and whatever. 
Schwartz just basically is just going to go until someone knocks him down. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, uh, the upside to me, so here, so again, a fast guy, people are going to say, what are they going to say? John Ross, right? Mm-hmm. Andy Isabella. Um, his ceiling, so it's, it's Curtis Samuel. It's a guy who, who, again, doesn't really do a whole lot other than kind of catch bubble screens and, and stuff like that. Um, but, I mean, that's like his ceiling. That's if he learns how to play wide receiver. Curtis Samuel knows how to play wide receiver. So... Did yeah. you think he looked? This is a little bad. It's just floating around in my. Did you le- think he looked fast on tape? Yeah, I did. I you thought did. Okay. it was breathtaking to me. I was like, "Whoa, that guy is fast." Well, we we watched different games, though. but it didn't end up. I, it the result wasn't what you would expect a fast guy to get. Okay. That's what I'm saying. It's like his actual speed. He looked like really fast, and then why did he run right into that guy? Like, okay. I was seeing a whole lot of that. Um, so I. <laughs> Can you learn how to be a football player if you're not really a football player? Um, I don't know. I, the, the the drops on top of it. I basically said, the note I had on him was like I I can't get into him for the same reason I couldn't get into KJ Hamler, another fast guy catches a lot of bubble screens whatnot, but also drops a lot of balls and that's like seeing it on the upside. Whereas again KJ Hamler knows how to play wide receiver. Um. This guy, to me, I'm not interested in Anthony Schwartz. I don't care how fast he is. So some NFL team will take a chance on him because he's got oh, yeah. sub 4-3 speed. Yeah, I think, I mean, he'll get drafted. But fantasy-wise? I just hope the Vikings don't draft him. No. Like, what are you going to do with him? Yeah. You can't do, he, 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 he can, he's going to, if you took 100 guys <laughs> that had that speed uh, and, Never played football before, you know. Like he's going to get you what those guys are going to do. Mm-hmm. Like I just don't, I don't see anything that made me think that he's a football player and he knows how to, how to do anything. He 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 gets taken. Uh, you get a hand on him, he's down. He's not breaking any tackles. So I'm just, I'm I'm not, I'm just not. I don't care how fast he is. I, I'm not interested. <laughs> Same. All right. <laughs> if that We've already spent too much time talking about that him. wasn't clear already. Yeah. All right. Jamon Osbin. Am I saying that right? That's I'm going to say sh- yes. That's my best shot at it. Jamon. 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 I think I've well, heard Jamon. Jamon is fine. It's Osbin or Osbon. <laughs> I'm not. That's the part I'm not sure about. Yeah. At yeah. any rate, he's from Texas A&M. He is 21 years old, six foot two, two seventeen. This continues our another. This is another big this guy, is a big wide receiver episode. Man, next week is going to be all little <laughs> this guys, tiny little guys. <laughs> yes, um, I saw him line up inside and outside. Uh, saw a tough physical player, regularly making contested catches, like like highly contested. Another one where defenders would be all over him, and he'd come down with the ball. Um, he was smart in the sense that when his quarterback would go off schedule and start running around, he would find a spot for his quarterback to throw to him. So I liked seeing that really good hands. Um, I don't see him as a particularly explosive player, but I saw some decent routes out of him. 
Um, and I just, speaking of highlight reels, I just thought this was kind of funny, but he had a highlight reel versus uh, number eight Auburn in 2019. That was exactly one minute long, which I thought was kind of funny to have a one minute highlight reel, but <laughs> it doesn't, uh, it doesn't That's longer than the, uh, the, than the Troy Williamson highlight reel. Wow. No, no, not Troy Williamson. Who's the other one that Vikings uh, missed on a couple years oh, ago? Oh yeah. Just recently. Oh. Wow. Why do we do this twice? Laquan Treadwell. There you go. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like one catch. Because his rookie year, he had one catch. Those highlight reel is Seven one seconds catch. long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that doesn't really, I just, I don't know why I even mentioned it. I actually kind of liked what I saw out of uh, Osborne. Yeah. And he's a guy that I think you can get really late. And some of it's, his 40 is a 4.71. So it's like the third percentile, it's right? It's really slow. It's, yeah. He's slow. But you want to know who else uh, uh, ran a 4.71? You. Uh, no, I wish I did. Uh, Keenan Allen. Wow. So Didn't remember and that. Keenan Allen's not that big. So, yeah. Now, he doesn't run routes like Keenan Allen. That's, I'm just saying, you can be an effective wide receiver in the NFL at, at, at that speed. Um. So he's he does really well with contested catches. Um, I did see that he played well with off his quarterback. You know, his quarterback was Kellen Mond, and you know me, like you and I differ. I love Kellen Mond. Uh, you for some reason uh, think he think he throws or throws funny, uh, dainty or whatever, something like that. Yeah, he kind of his he kind of kicks up his heels yeah. when he throws or something. Yeah, you, all right, we'll see. <laughs> see what happens. I'm I'm hope desperately hoping the Vikings draft uh, Kellen Mond. You seriously? Oh God, second love round. This guy, love him. Um, especially because you don't. I don't think you have to spend a first round around him. But, sure. Um, anyway, we're talking about the wrong position here. So. So, uh, so I like that. I like the guy who seems like he's intelligent, understands what his quarterback's trying to do, and can react to that and get himself open. Um, uh, I actually think he's not dissimilar from Alshon Jeffrey. So yeah. a guy who's also not terribly fast. I think Alshon Jeffrey's numbers are a little better than this speed-wise. But, but still can consistently win in the NFL because he's big, he's physical, and he's smart. And I think that that is why I'm interested in Jamon Osborne. If he's a day two guy, if he gets drafted in like the third round, I'm really interested in him. If he falls to like the sixth round, I'm a lot less. I mean, it's really hard for those guys to, to pan out. But but he's a guy that I'll, I'll be curious about when the NFL draft comes around, where does he get drafted? Because he definitely, if you if you care about speed, he's not your guy. Right. But I, I think he can make plays and help an NFL team and I hope, I hope that they will see that in this weird off season where you don't have quite the same amount of contacts with guys and see people in, you know, uh, being able to A, B wide receivers at the combine, stuff like right. that. So I think he's a guy that maybe may, might fall, but, uh, but I, I do like him. We'll cross our fingers for him because if NFL teams do spend, you know, a, a higher round, not obviously he's not going for a second round, but um, if they spend – some draft capital on him that he'll get a chance to well, show I'm thinking what he's about got. Some other kind of bigger, physically larger guys who had speed questions. And I'm thinking about Tyler Johnson, one of my favorites, right? I'm thinking about Kelvin Harmon was a guy that, that surprised people thought, well, why he, he fell to the fifth round as well. Obviously it hasn't panned out for him, but, but I think there is room in the NFL for some of these guys and they might, he might be destined to be, you know, possession receiver, third receiver on a team, but you never know. Sometimes, 
you know, some of that route running gets gets improved, and, and a guy can start, you know, getting a, a bigger share of uh, uh, of the of the ball. So um, I don't know. I'm, he he intrigues me. Yep. Same here. That's going to wrap it up for this episode. This first episode of Wide Receivers. We'll continue on. We'll have several more. Yeah, we'll continue on next week with the tiny little wide receivers. Apparently. Or more of them. A lot of the little ones, yeah. Right. Thank you for... Rashad Bateman was supposed to be a big one, but he had his pro day, and so now he's a small one. <laughs> That's right. He lost two he lost inches. 20, two and inches like and 20 pounds in his pounds. pro day. It's amazing. <laughs> so we had Co- to move. COVID is a beast. <laughs> Jeez. We had to move him to, in the next week's episode. Uh, thank you for joining us today and supporting this independent podcast. Uh, check out the Steel Pod Facebook group if you haven't done so already. Uh, you can check us out also on Twitter. I'm at SteelPod. I'm at SteelPod Chunk. And we will see you next week for Wide Receivers number two. Until then, bye bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Steel. Join our community on the SteelPod Facebook group and follow us on Twitter at SteelPod.